What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 What is good, everybody? Welcome to the basement. I just been uh, I just been sticking to it. Not a lot of not a lot of changes. Try to stay consistent over here. I guess what I've been doing the most of is is decluttering. You know, decluttering literally just physically and also mentally to to de-stress but happy thanksgiving happy belated thanksgiving the holiday season is officially here if you didn't think so already i think it it might start on on halloween uh forgive me if i'm wrong but i think that's when we can kick off the holiday season can we make halloween a holiday somebody get that petition going send it my way i'll i'll be uh I'll be the first to sign. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Herbie Hancock up in there. Uh, but life, uh, life's been moving. Life's been good. Uh, life's been blessed. And I'm real, real grateful as we get down to, to wrapping up the year, to the year that I've had, the, the life that I live, the, the way that I'm able to live it, you know, with the team that I, that I have around me. Strong team. Mrs. Rain. Big G, baby G, you know, and we got some other families, some other key players uh, on the field as well out there getting it. So I hope you are enjoying your holiday season. I hope that uh, that your life is well, that you are able to sit back and, and reflect and, and really spend some time with those you love. Uh, the most. And if those you love the most, you're unable to be with, you're able to to love them still from afar in, in your own own way. And, and they're able to express the uh, the same type of love and gratitude towards you. And if not, they ain't worth it. Uh, so. So, yeah, holiday season is here. We got the Christmas lights up. Thanksgiving was was fun. We started a, a thing a couple of few weeks ago. Uh, we got a projection screen. So we've been doing family movies out in the backyard. Uh, we've done it twice in the last few weeks, but the, the most recent time was on Thanksgiving um, with the fam. And we had some some other guests over as well. So our tradition, our family tradition growing uh, and is welcoming. And we had a, a beautiful, beautiful time, beautiful meals. Uh, we'll just always remember the the memories uh, around the table, and not so much uh, the dry ass turkey that uh, was just a little bit overcooked. My bad, y'all. My bad. Um, Veterans Day. Let me rewind to Veterans Day 2021. I, I got COVID that day, November 11th. I tested negative for COVID in the daytime, but come that night, I was COVID positive. So a little tricky, wild ass little disease. And then for like 350. Plus some odd days, I was uh, anticipating and building up a nice hike, a nice long full day, six, seven hour hike just out in the woods, me by myself, uh, my thoughts and uh, come to find out on Veterans Day, the school was closed and I was like, dang, that's 
putting a kink in my hiking plans. But, you know, good time with the fam, good time with my boys. So we kicked it on Veterans Day. And it was just actually Veterans Day. Uh, the day before I did, I did have a, a wonderful experience with one of my top three flag folding ceremonies of my life. And I've seen, I've seen and been to, attended a lot of flag folding ceremonies. Uh, and it's, it's remarkable every time we get to see an honor guard do a flag folding ceremony. And this one, uh, the school my kids go to, they put on a Veterans Day ceremony. Yeah, so it's a bunch of veterans up on stage, like 35, maybe 40 veterans on stage. And then the choir is in front of us on some bleachers. And we're in a gymnasium, but it's an outdoor, it's a, oh, just a big overhang. It's an outdoor gym. Uh, so then, so it's the stage and then the bleachers with the choir on there and the sign language kids, which was super tight. And then the audience. And it was probably like, Maybe less than 200 people, less than 200 people in the crowd, maybe 200. Seemed like it was 150 to 200 people out there. Um, But every veteran got to speak for a little bit. So, you know, shout out to the fam. My wife, beautiful wife over here. I'm here. I got these two kids. Uh, I served in this capacity for this long and I did this kind of stuff. So that was the little speech you gave and then sit down. So they made it through all, you know, 30, 35, maybe 40 cats uh, up there. And then uh, but and then we, you know, kind of exited. But before that, they did a flag folding ceremony. And this I'm sitting up there. It's like, you know, it's two rows of veterans up on the stage. So it's like a row of 20 and a row of 20. I'm up in the front row, right in the middle. Honor Guard marches out. And uh, uh, it was the Arizona National Guard, uh, Air National Guard, Honor Guard. And they looked clean, crisp, looked good in uniform. They came out just Honor Guard. And Honor Guard is a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, It really, really is. And I have some real real deep respect for people who serve in the capacity of honor guards because you have a real real energy to bring but also that you you intake that you, that you take on like doing funerals after funerals after you know and ceremonies and it was good to, you know funerals aren't bad you know just it's it's a grim experience for some people in attendance potentially but then you get ceremonies promotions uh change of uh change of commands you get to do some really really cool stuff as honor guard and i, I really wish i would have had the opportunity to serve directly on the active duty or national guard honor guard and i never tried out so but that's just just hindsight you know knowing what i know now, but these on this honor guard came out, it was just two of them, and they came out the flag folding ceremony. So they come out with a flag folded, they unfold it, present the flag, and then refold it. And then there was this kid, he was probably like 10, 11, uh, maybe 12, but like this fifth grader, fifth, sixth grader came out and was reading, you know, about the history of the flag, what the flag meant, uh to the country as you know as a symbol of our freedom here and a big long dialogue and the kid did it 
amazingly. His mom was one of the veterans up on stage uh, as well. And he, that, that boy, he killed it. And the honor guard killed it. And when they got done folding the flag, they dressed it properly, you know, and, you know, transferred um, chain of custody of the flag uh, amongst honor guard members. They carried a certain way and they exit the stage. And as they exit the stage, this red tail hawk, big, beefy hawk lives on the school grounds protects the skies swoops down like i said we're in an outdoor gym right swoops down between the stage and then we got the choir on these bleachers in front of us so like in front of the choir swoops down between the choir and the crowd and back up as the flag is exiting like the view is going off stage uh exit stage right man it was the most gorgeous, breathtaking moment, like unbelievable. And I was sitting there during the flag folding ceremony, just in thought, just in prayer, just breathing, just taking it in, sit just front, front and center. And uh, then that hawk flew by and really, really captivated just the whole, the whole moment. And it was, it was spectacular. And then we had a little breakfast and went about our days. So Veterans Day. I didn't get my hike, but I did get that moment. Uh, so that was that was super cool. And that was, yeah, one of my favorite flag ceremonies. The other ones, like I, like I said, I've been to a lot. But the other ones, I was, uh, there was Chief Master Sergeant David Burkeen. His retirement brought out the whole maintenance group, the whole triple hangar full of mechanics. Just, man, just a beautiful sight. All just ready to fix, ready to wrench on some stuff, make some things fly. Uh, so a whole maintenance group in there and they lined up. So a chief master sergeant is the highest rank you can achieve in the air force. Uh, it's an E nine enlisted level nine. So they went through E they had somebody folding the flag at each of his ranks. So it was as an airman, airman Burkeen dot, 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 fold the flag as an airman first class, airman Burkeen, dot, 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 fold the flag. As a senior airman, and that was me. I was the, I was the senior airman in line. As a senior airman, senior airman Burkeen, dot, 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 fold the flag, right? And it just went all the way up to E9 as a chief, and, you know, got to really break down a lot of his accolades. That one was fly. I'd never seen, as far as, far as I knew, that's what... A chief's retirement was, but I've never seen anything like it since. That one was tight, especially being because he got to hand select the people he wanted to fold his flag. And he was like, give me the best that you got of this rank. Like, and I got to be this, that senior airman. Like that was the year I was uh, up for airman of the year. And in December, I was uh, airman of the quarter, maintenance professional of the quarter, picture on the wall. And the day my picture got put up, I got a DUI and got my picture taken off the wall and my package, my annual package kind of pulled. So I did not win airman of the year that year. Shout out uh, Derek Povich. <laughs> my man got airman of the year that year. We had the same career field, but we worked in different places. Uh, he probably would have won anyways, but I didn't even have a shot. Uh, but that flag folding ceremony was... Uh, it was something I was I was doing I was doing cool stuff at the time, and then my favorite one was at my wedding. That one that one was fire. Um, 
I did, uh, I called, I silenced the crowd. I shut the bar down. Uh, there was like 40 people at my wedding. And at this point in the night, it was probably 35, 30, 35 people still at the wedding. I was having a good time. You know, a few people just trickled out. And uh, I did an impromptu flag. I got a flag that belonged to my wife's grandfather. And it's not a ceremonial flag, but it, you know, it's the flag that we had. And it's like, all right. And uh, I had it folded appropriately, but I did it by myself just in my living room. So we addressed the flag properly and got the veterans together. I had uh, my man Moose, his wife Heather. I had uh, my man Stick, uh, Lucas. Uh, so Moose and Heather, very special people to me. Um, Moose had been, he's retired and Heather was a first sergeant at the time. And then Stick, he's tattooed on my hip. That's my brother. And then my man Lucas, his initials are tattooed on my ass. Uh, so that's my brother and then myself. So the, the five of us did a flag folding ceremony and by protocol did it proper too. It was super cool. And Stick was the only one with true honor guard experience. And Lucas was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So, but when you're doing, he was just kind of helping Corey fold, but had Heather holding the head. So I passed the flag to Moose. Moose passed it to, uh, no, no, no. Moose and passed it to Corey for the unfold. Heather saluted the flag and then Lucas helped Corey with the folds. So Lucas kind of just was chilling more or less. And I was chilling off in the back and then, um, it passed the flag, Moose passed the flag back to me and I gave it to my mother-in-law to hold on to. And now it's in a display case in my living room. So that flag is super, super special. And that flag folding ceremony was by far my favorite flag ceremony I've ever been to. And I got a few other cool flags, uh, just American flags around the house. I got my, I got my 10 footer. Uh, I got a, I got a flag that was flown over Iraq. Uh, I never been to Iraq. I got this flag through, uh, other channels, military channels. And then uh, I got a dude who retired. I got his flag. He got a, uh, when you retire, you get presented a flag. Uh, uh, somebody accidentally ordered him too. So I got the other, it was just a spare flag, like a spare flag. It was just, it was literally laying around. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, shit, I'll take it. So the squadron gave it to me. And uh, that's the flag that I fly like regularly. That's my banger flag. Yeah. And then I have the flag, the people who sold me this house that I, that I, that I live in. Uh, they left a flag outside. Uh, that one's dilapidated. I got to get that one uh, to the American Legion for proper disposal. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, clutter, decluttering. It's kind of, I mentioned that, but I was, uh, no, happy Thanksgiving, happy Veterans Day. Oh, happy Super Tuesday. I did some cool stuff on uh, on voting day. I went, well, when I went and voted, I don't know, there was some fuckery at play, uh, seemingly. Well, I'm a pretty patient dude, so I was, I was cool just sitting there. Um, but I went to vote. And I also donated blood that day. So I felt like it was some real black belt level uh, societal participation on my behalf. The only thing more I think I could have done was served on jury duty that day. But I had a, I had, I had an interesting time voting. So I've always gone like Arizona's no, no, no ID. Like that was on the, the ballot. Like it was an initiative to have voter ID requirements. You vote yes or no on that proposition. 
uh, the way voting, that's the way voting works in Arizona. So up until this initiative that like, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if it passed or not. I haven't checked in uh, on, on those ballots in Super Tuesday. I looked at the initial, but like the race here was weird. Like everything wasn't counted like right away. And I haven't gotten back to it. I'm a couple weeks actually like behind the, the understanding what's going on in the state that I live in. But uh, we go in uh, to vote on this proposition. You vote yes or no. And I don't know, there's a grip of them. But you get a specific ballot to you, like printed. So I go in there. First of all, they asked me for my ID. I was like, oh, okay, I just, you know, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're getting in the practice of it, just seeing what the feedback is. I don't know what's happening, but I know it's the first time I've ever voted in Arizona where I was asked for my ID. It was like, okay, usually you go into your district and they have a list of everybody who's registered to vote in that district and they cross your name off uh, when you come through. That's just how it works. Self, you just get to self-identify at the voting booth. All right. So, but this time they asked me for my idea. I was like, okay, that's weird. I don't know what they're doing because that's not the law. I'm going to oblige one, because I, I want to vote. Two, I don't, I don't find that's not a problem for me. Like, I don't mind presenting my ID to prove who I am. So, but then they go further and say, well, this address, is this your current address? I'm like, no, that's not my address, but the, it's updated in the system. So my ID, which is, has a number to it, which is attached to me, pulls up a different address than what's on my ID because I updated it and I told them that. And they're like, well, can you prove that you live here? I'm like, yeah, I just didn't know I had to follow the same protocol as buying a gun for voting. Like, I just, I don't know what we're doing here, but yes, I can go do that. So I went, grabbed my vehicle registration, and I'm like, okay, we're good here. All right, so that's the first friction that I had when I was there. Like, all right, cool. And then... Beyond that, so they prove it, they establish I am who I say I am, and then they're going to print my ballot. So that's something new. They're printing ballots. Like, oh, I didn't know you printed. I guess that saves waste. I mean, I guess every time I vote, there's a number attached to it. So I guess if you just print it on site, that saves paper in case somebody doesn't come to vote. I don't, sure, whatever you print it, printer doesn't work. That <clears throat> computer is not attached to the printer or the computer is not attached to the Wi-Fi. Something's disconnected in the, in, in the, in the ether. So I'm just like, so I'm just sitting there and it takes, I'm there for like 45 minutes total, for including parking, waiting in line, getting in, finally getting to almost getting my bet to establishing who I am to the three times it took them to try to print and disconnect and reboot, like it was probably 30, probably 30 minutes total. And, you know, I made time for it. Like I wasn't in a hurry. Like that's, I was expecting a big long line. It's an hour. I figured it was going to be an hour situation anyways. And then it took me like 15 minutes to vote probably, um, to vote the whole, because there's a lot, it's a lot of, a lot of things on the ballot. So Overall, it was like 45 minutes, but like, man, so that second point of friction when they couldn't get the printer right and they had to reboot the computer like three times, it was, it was weird. And they were like, kept apologizing. I was like, well, we're good. Like, I'm, I'm good. Just good. Just, just, just 
I'm good. Stop talking. Like, I'd be better if you weren't talking to me right now. So that's kind of the, you know, some friction at the polls from my perspective. So I don't know. And I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't checked uh, the outcome of these these results because it took like Arizona was on some fuck shit. Like it took like a week to get the results, even though they print. I, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. All right. But uh, things are. Things are weird sometimes, I guess, is uh, is what it comes down to. So that's uh, that's what I've been doing. And then what I've been thinking about is like just declutter, decluttering. Like I've been doing a lot of decluttering, like business slowed down a little bit this you know, last few weeks. I mean, once the holiday season starts, people are shifting their money. And unless you have a real emergency at your house, you're not calling to get things done. Like at just at this time of year for the next few weeks. Now, the counterpoint to that is you can't wait for the sale. Just as an entrepreneur, you have to create the sale. So I got to get out there and go get it and go find the people, get some marketing, get them, you know, business to business, networking in and just make some phone calls, introduce, you know, reintroduce myself to people and you just let people know that you are still out there. So just as far as uh, business, business context of things, but it has slowed down a little bit. So I've been able to get some things around the house in order at a broken door, uh, just some shit that was broke at the house. Some dude, I, I was concerned that I was going to break it, hired some dude. He fucked it all up. He fixed like what I needed to be fixed, but fucked up all the things that were around it. So all the things that were around it, like I fixed all of that. Um, I had a little issue with the garage door, fixed that massive tool reorganization to get my toolkits proper, garage declutter, reorganization, like checklist on the next, like, okay, I need to re position this that way. Cause I'm, you know, I got, uh, I'm operating my business kind of out of the bed of my truck and a stall in my garage is kind of how this goes. Like, so just getting everything in order and, uh, and getting the studio, um, reorganized, get, you know, just decluttered around here. got my clothes, my summer clothes organized, uh, uh, swapped out for the winter clothes and got the closet reorganization going. So just, just clean, you know, holiday cleaning. We you know we host, we host on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. So deep, deep cleanings, getting to the nooks and crannies, wiping off, you know, uh, specific floorboards in certain spots, getting piss splatter up off the floorboards in the bathrooms and shit when people are coming over. You know, I don't want to present a nasty ass crib to people. So declutter, you know, decluttering of of the mind. You know, staying clear, getting not letting just like I don't like to have clutter build up that adds stress, and you have thoughts build up that also will add stress. So, you know, get through thoughts, think out loud, talk with the people on your team, on your, on your crew in your surroundings, you know, the people in your village, like, let's get on the same page. How are, how are we working together? How, you know, how did this decision impact me? How, how is our relationship? You know, you know, just how are you doing? Is there anything I may help you with? Can I do something for you? Can I do something with you? All right. You know, don't make me do something to you, right? You know, anybody can catch these hands, okay? So <laughs> at the same time, so where is, you know, where is your mental state at? Are you doing the best you can do at being you of all the things that are of your responsibility? Is your responsibility to, to, to show up on time and have some input, upgrade some things? Is your responsibility just to to listen? Is your responsibility to to clean the bathroom? Right? What what is it 
And did you do it your best? And if you can't do it your best, is that a responsibility you should have taken on or not? Right? Think about these things. Where's your balance at? Right? Where's your life at? Where's your perspective at? Okay, everybody, I'm going to get up out of here. Enjoy these holiday seasons. Enjoy these last six, six weeks of the year, seven weeks of the year, whatever we got left here. Think about your relationships. Think about those you love. Think about those who love you. Think about ways in which you can all love each other better. Think of how you can do your absolute best at loving. What is your purpose? Find your purpose. If you can't find it, start looking if you're not looking. All right. I believe I'm living in the purpose of being the best dad I can possibly be. All right. The exact opposite of what I had. Right. Okay. So to live in that calling... How do you do that? You got to be, well, then I got to be a professional at it. What does a professional do? A professional does their best. So I'm trying to do my best in order to be the best dad because that's the purpose in which I was called for in this season. So that's what I'm focusing on. That's my main, main focus, main objective. That's why we're only moving all right, we're only doing things that move the needle within our family, our wellness, our finances, causes that we care about. All right, and we live with the core values, right? Each four pillar can support its own weight. They all work together. And each one can support the weight of all four if needed for a moment in time. All right, so how do we do that the best? We live with the core values of gratitude, accountability, professionalism, service, forgiveness, courage, compassion, and kindness. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. And hug your loved ones. Okay. May I? I can go whenever. Whenever you're ready, man. All right. This song is called There Must Have Been Something in the Water. Feel it when I cannot hear I was speaking to birds and insects Making phone calls to friends I don't see Driving two hours to stand in your shower Half from all I didn't want to be But all you didn't have answers Just guesses and Jane to succeed I took all I wanted You lost all your berries, babe Sold for the price of a sea mm, I heard you look crazy in the moonlight And in daylight your shadow is clear I heard your voice, it sounds like thunder Oh, I can feel it when I cannot hear 
There must have been something in the water It's liquor, it's sadness, it's weed Driving two hours to stand in your shower It's a baptism I really need Money Oh, you stole all my clothes, babe There was no good way to be I took all I wanted You lost all your berries I was sold for the price of a seed It sounds like thunder, babe I can feel it When I cannot hear Good shit You did shave your beard I did I was like, I walked in, I'm like, man why does he look so different? <laughs> <laughs> didn't even re- I didn't even notice. Like, I knew something was weird, but I didn't like couldn't put it, my head on it. The beard was hiding the hair. Ah. And it's just like. Well, you don't want to take away from the hair. I, and I want, and I got a few more trims before it's ready. But as soon as I can pin the back, the front, like pin it back, like I'm putting dreads in. Really? That's my goal. I might shave my head tomorrow. I don't know. Right. Shave my beard on But the Friday. goal right now is to get some dreads. Yes. Like Allen Iverson style? Or Not cornrows, dreadlocks. Right. But I might put in two fat cornrows. Okay. Just two fat cornrows. Yeah. Real West Coast. Right? Dope. Just real West Coast with it. Just yeah. start talking with some of that some of that cut shit. But yeah, it sucks right now. I don't want it to look like this either. I think it looks good. <laughs> it's wicked. It's wicked That's right now. Good. My hair um, can't do that shit. <laughs> So yeah, figure I can. Mine does. Hell so yeah, I'll, dude, mine does. Dope. So I'll do something with Amen. it. There's nothing in this. This is all. That's just I spend natural. hours just pulling the curls apart. Really? Because they start to dread themselves. Uh, and just, I don't want natural looking dreads. Some fat, some skin. I want professional looking NFL style thing. Right. Just just on top. Just and then keep the sides. Like I need a haircut now, but. Yeah, man. Just trying to get it together. No, I mean, that love shot, I got a bar and a song. I, yeah, I recorded it, actually, when I was going to build the beat around the... Uh, the lyrics. The lyrics, yeah. So it's real fucking weird sounding right now. But there's a bar in there that goes, uh, I got a lot of love to give from all the love that I was kept. I'm the realest talking yet, so you can step inside the ride. Keep your hands up off the glass and please don't touch no fucking dials. But, uh... uh yeah, I got a lot of love to get from all the love that I was kept because I've been that like angry, that angry dude. Yeah. Like that chip on my shoulder, upset at everything based on circumstance and lack of. And lately, would have been really has come into mind like, oh, I'm the same age as my parents. 
And my, like, they were 17 and 18 when I was born. So 16 and 17, they found out they were pregnant. Like, our brains were forming frontal lobe, like, at the same time. So there's a lot of brand new experiences that happen like at the same time, and it's just a, a strange. Di- looking back at it, I understand the dynamic a little bit differently with looking at it from that perspective. Like, oh, they didn't know shit, fucking either. Right. Like, so I just and to come out of that with all the stories that go with coming out of that, and just being able to look at life with a different perspective. And like when I, my dad was 36, I was graduated high school. Mm. Like, so to own, to have four years dad experience versus 18, but during that 18, it was all, your brain wasn't formed and shit was all unstable. Right. And, like, trauma never being brought to the surface and talked about. A lot of times that's all people need to do between each other is just talk about whatever the issue was and how it affected them. Well, right. Talk about it without being, without a view, right? Without a view of it being right or wrong. Right, me growing up, I always had my dad telling me that what I was thinking was wrong. Yeah, you know I mean, or if I thought this way, it's because I wasn't thinking about it right. Right, and it's like, well, no, like, and back then, so then I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to share anything then, right? Because if if I think this way, and you're going to tell me I'm stupid for thinking that way, or I'm wrong for having that viewpoint, right? When most of the time. Like, that's the one thing that I, that I thought was weird is, like, growing up, like, I agreed with a lot of what my dad believed in, right? He was a very fiscally responsible man. Like, he was, uh, he had very conservative family values, which I respect and I enjoyed, right? But sometimes, like, at the dinner table, and this is probably, like, when I was, like, a teenager, I'd bring up other viewpoints, right, that, that he never had or saw, or cared to expand upon with me at least anyway so like you know i but well dad i got this guy i go to high school with and this is what his family's like and they, they don't believe like that well they're fucking dumb they're poor that's why well um so, so then i'd get i'd get angry with him i'd be like well that's not fair dad because he's a good dude and he's a, and his family's not they're not acting that way because they're they're wrong they're doing the best that they can with what they have and i'm just bringing that viewpoint to the table well, it ain't right. There's people in the world that ain't right. I don't, you know, so my whole life, I, I, I grew up with like this. I always bring in, I, I, I play devil's advocate with myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, when I start thinking a certain way, I'm going, yeah, but what about, like, what about that, right? So I'm always checking my, my, my barometer of where I'm thinking and how it compares to other people's thoughts, right? Because sometimes you can get, you know, like, oh, this is a stupid example, but, I mean, you look at Kanye West, right, for a minute, and you just look at how he, everything that he did, like, he got a crazy God complex towards, like, the height of his career because he thought he was God because no one in his world was having any conversation with him about whether or not what he thought was right, right? It was all, yes, yes, you're right, you're right, you're the best, you're this, you're this, you're this. And it's really tough, I think, to bring to allow other opinions in when you grow your when you grow up thinking that you're right, yeah. It's not about being right. It's just about just it's just about being. Are yeah, right or wrong. Everybody has the same. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities that people don't take full advantage of. Yeah. To, and sometimes it's hard to level the playing field, and people are in different 
Well, sure, but you, but, but are you ever, but like, are you ever going to be able to have the playing field be level, like truly level? No, impossible. Yeah, true equality breeds inequality. Right. Like, well, I, I there mean, just needs to be what there needs to be is equal opportunity. Amen. I feel like there's not equal opportunity sure. everywhere in the country from a baseline. the The minimum, oh, yeah. the minimum you get is this in education. Right. And I would expand that to healthcare, fire, sure. law enforcement, legal, uh, judicial treatment as right. well. One big circle yes. jerk. Everything should society. be equal opportunity. Should be an absolute one hundred percent. Transportation. And then, but you can't equal opportunity doesn't mean equal outcome. Exactly. Right. And like that's you can't. You can't. It can't shouldn't. be. Not, because because still capitalistic. Still. Right. Unless you, unless an opportunity it, to do. Unless we don't want America to be that way. Right. If we want it to be equal outcome, well, then we need to change everything. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so is, it's like, OK, yeah. but that's not what the experiment that we are involved in right now was created for. It wasn't created to make sure that everyone had everything all the time. It was to reward the people who were able to put up with the shit. Right. And put up with and deal with, you know, I think we've gotten a lot better at creating equal opportunity for folks but yeah it's yeah yeah and, and but i think it's an it's an it's an evolving metric because equal opportunity 20 years ago isn't equal opportunity today right. right so if we compare it to 20 years ago we suck progress has definitely been made and is continuing it's got to keep being made. made let's keep having the conversations let's keep pressing the issues but let's not get butt hurt about things. Let's 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 work. There's some issues in government. It's hard no to ch- that are hard to change. That are deep, deep rooted. But oh, and I don't know how you get the lawmakers to pass the law of right. My, but to me, one of the huge, huge thing that would shift the way government operates, as far as corruption being involved and being agenda driven, is age and term limits Amen. on the same bill. Right. Age and president can only do. Eight, let's right. go. And let's leave the Supreme Court, be it. Yeah, let's leave them be appointment for life. The true, true law Lawmaker. of the land. Yeah, that, the true law of this land in which we live. But if you give people, you get 12 years to have a career, and then with that comes pension changes. Not It's not pension for life. If right. you do what, and whatever we decide, 12 years, 14 years, six years right. is enough for somebody to be could four I, I don't know what that looks like I'm open to have the, the, the conversation right. for sure uh, but and, but with that change there no security for, for it just it'd be a, a trailing thing right for your first year out of Congress you get X security X salary sure. X health benefits and it slowly trickles to something for a long time maybe for life but not full benef- pension of benefits well yeah how about you just treat it like one term just treat it like a job Treat it like you worked at an employer for 12 years and you started taking whatever. I mean, it's not like you're going to get paid your same salary for the rest of your life, right? You most pensions are 40 to 60 percent of your highest three years of of being paid. That's cool, right? We don't, but I mean, their pensions are like, I mean, it ain't even fair. It's not. It doesn't make. Which is why you have lifers. (laughs) Yeah, and it shouldn't be. You shouldn't spend that much time. It's not a career. No, it's it's not. I mean, you get to a certain point of a certain age, you can you're no longer cognizant enough to make decisions for those actually making the economy work. Right. 
Like it just you you become detached. Like there's no way if you're if you're eligible for social security, you should be ineligible for public service. Mm. Just law of the land. That's just law of the land. Right. Like you're you're now we have deemed that an age where your focus is no longer behind you. Right. You can still serve as an advisory yeah, council absolutely. and still we still want input. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean how many 80 year olds do we need on, you know on a governing board like still one, give uh, our input zero to one right <laughs> give us your input but man yeah you're i mean i agree that's a good point but yeah that, but that that one term and age limits on one bill one passing immediately changes begins to change the structure of sure. the system just it uh, slowly and it's a slow system albeit progressive right like it will wash for it will forcefully like it will glacially push out yeah all fuck the corruption i agree and another thing i think we i still am positive to where where current politicians are in place the millennial generation is going to start changing things because we have had all of the info and and thereafter mm-hmm. have had all the information right at our fingertips for the right. vast majority of our lives so it's just a, being able to look at the world with that perspective that said there's there's young congressional members who have odd things to say sometimes as well too right. so we can't fix it all but well I I always ask it's like okay so if we had it all perfect and everything was being created perfectly you know, do as a society, do we really need a government telling us what to do? No, like, that's do- the problem. But I don't. My best friend Lucas, whose initials are tattooed on my ass, yeah, he said it perfectly. He goes, "I don't need my ethos to come from my government." Right. Fix the roads. Make sure we're safe. Right. Make sure we're protected. Like. Had, make sure that we got access to whatever the things we need access to. Right. You don't get to decide my emotions. It's not no. emotion based. Well, if that if that was true, then why? I mean, we would have. I mean, if it worked, why do we have murder? Like murder is illegal. The law is made to say you can't kill somebody because you're going to be punished. Show a little that. restraint. So sure, I need you to show a little restraint here. So. It obviously doesn't work. Like, okay, so now you're going to say we're going to create these rules and regulations to make people better? Well, people aren't going to be better sometimes. Like, even if all things are helping them be great, some people just won't do it. And that's fine. That's just the lay of the land. We, not, not everyone's fit. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean that they don't have a chance. Everyone gets a chance. Everyone has an opportunity. Yeah, you know what I'd like to see in my utopian uh, version of this country, which I've already outlined a little bit of the structure of uh, mandatory public service, not in a military context, context necessarily, hmm. but just even if it's six months, but just something. I, I mean, there's a lot of countries one year, two years, right. but just something and whatever. If you're stuffing ballot boxes, volunteering, like just more, some type of volunteer, more public service type stuff and I had that I actually was very fortunate to go to public school in Eau Claire Wisconsin for most of the time like 5th grade through like 11th grade um, some weird things happened before and thereafter but they had clubs middle school on Fridays you would go to club for every quarter so you had four different clubs per year and ping pong volleyball basketball soccer if the weather was right mm-hmm. uh, 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 cross country skiing club and it, I mean 
and more chess club. I mean, 50, 75 different things you could go pick for every Friday. Instead of going to homeroom, you go to club day. There's stuff like that. And, uh, hey, if you want credit for this class, you, you go do community service. And, hmm. and they actually would stick to, like, attendance and sport policy. So if you were late for school that day, you were ineligible to play. So they did a pretty good job. So just think, just thinking about that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't even remember where we started with that one, but output of citizens. Uh, I just don't, I mean, from the beginning of time, people were, there were, there were good people, there were mediocre people and there were bad people. I mean, now we just get to, to see it more right i mean back in the day i mean i'm talking like back back in the day like before we had like government agencies like if you weren't fit you were killed like you were getting eaten by a bear because you couldn't survive you know what i mean it's interesting like the bible is a real interesting look at like primitive man figuring trying to figure Figure out out. how because like there's parts in there like the uh uh don't make sacrifices they child sacrifice was like well there's thoughts that that was like kind of a normal thing and there was uh, what is it Job was going to kill his son until at the last minute God was like no and that's the metaphor of we no longer sacrifice children Mm -hmm. we we live life a different way and there's there's other stuff in there as well just like a, a change of Oh, it's just, just kind of the new way. We're trying to gather society and, and tone this down. To, I mean, they clearly they're just... I think most people just inherently realize that violence is not good and killing things is something like... But, th- but the flip side of that coin, we used to be a species who that was the norm. Sure. But like, we've evolved away from it. Yeah. And it, we didn't evolve more violent. Like, we, we've been slowly evolving to be less violent. Yes, there's still a lot of remnants. Left. Amen. We're in an interesting spot of evolution. I think about that shit often, like, because we're very much just a 10,000 year ago being, and us is the same thing with a lot of things has happened. Right. A lot of things happened, like, yeah. uh, to get us here. So, with one foot in the, with the vision on the future, with the, the biggest and greatest brain this body has ever right. had, with the eyes on that, like, man, what. Is, are, are things going to collapse? Are things going to get better? Are we going to are we going to merge with technology? Is technology going to end us and save the Earth? Like, are we going to destroy the Earth? I love Infinity Theory. Like, there's yeah. so many, so many things. Is shit going to be all cool? Are we in like a hundred year cycle? It was windy as fuck for like two months here. Yeah. Like, are we just in some weird? The mountain was all on fire last year. Right. Like, uh, the pandemic broke out, engineered or not. It's kind of weird. The last one was a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all cool, it's, but it's wild. But yes, there's no stability in this life as a human. Like nothing has ever been stable. Right. We could get a meteor freaking. Oh, great! It's it's gone. Catch you on the flip, man. Right. Like so. Yeah. So it is that. Have a good time. Enjoy those you're with. Don't sweat the small stuff. Like be as positive as possible and come from a place of love, no matter what. And try and make. Try and. I mean, be. Be a positive role model for somebody. Like when someone looks at you, make make them be proud of what you've done. Like be proud of yourself. Be be there. Like be proud. Hell yeah. Oh man. What time is it? Two twenty. I gotta roll. I got three o'clock.